Hello, hello, and welcome to They Did What Now, where we talk about individuals that are on death row in the United States. There are currently 27 states that have the death penalty, as well as the U.S. government and the U.S. military. As of October 1st, 2020, there are 2,553 inmates on death row. Since 1976, there has been 1,534 executions, and since 1973, 185 have been exonerated. Today, we're going to talk about Michael B. Ross, who was executed by the state of Connecticut, who was also known as the Roadside Strangler and the Eggman. On June 13, 1984, Michael Ross accosted 17-year-old Wendy B. as she was walking along Route 12 in Lisbon. After a short conversation, he pulled Wendy over a stone wall, forcing her to go with him into a wooded area that led to an open field. There, he sexually assaulted her, forced her to turn over on her stomach, and then strangled her. On Thanksgiving Day, 1983, Ross accosted 19-year-old Robin S. on the grounds of Uncas on Thames State Hospital in Norwich. He forcefully pulled Robin into a wooded area and ordered her to remove her clothing. He then sexually assaulted her and, after ordering her to turn over on her stomach, strangled her. Before leaving, he covered her body with leaves. On Easter Sunday, 1984, Ross picked up a 14-year-old April B. and 14-year-old Leslie S., who were hitchhiking to Jewett City on Route 138. Once the girls had entered his car, he drove them easterly on Route 165 over their protest past their intended destination. When April tried to force Ross to stop the car by threatening him with a knife, he disarmed her and continued to transport the girls against their will through eastern Connecticut to Beach Pond in Rhode Island. At Beach Pond, he parked his car and bound both girls hand and foot. He then untied April's feet and forced her to walk a short distance from his car, where he assaulted her sexually, turned her over on her stomach, and strangled her. Returning to the car, Ross killed Leslie without sexually assaulting her. He then placed the bodies of both girls in his car and drove back to Preston, Connecticut, where he deposited their bodies in a culvert. On June 28, 1984, while at the Lisbon Town Hall, Ross made numerous inculpatory statements to the state police. He admitted, orally and in writing, that he had killed Wendy and Robin, murders that were committed in New London County. He also confessed to killing April and Leslie in Rhode Island and to other murders in Wyndham County. At his trial, Ross did not deny having committed the sexual assaults, the kidnappings, and the murders described. His defense was insanity, a defense that the jury rejected by finding him guilty as charged. Ross was convicted of four counts of capital felony murder by a kidnapper of a kidnapped person during the course of the kidnapping or before such person is able to return or be returned to safety, and convicted of two counts of capital felony murder committed in the course of the commission of sexual assault in the first degree. After a separate penalty phase hearing, Ross was sentenced to death. On July 26, 1994, the Supreme Court of Connecticut vacated his death sentence due to the rulings of certain evidentiary rulings by the trial court during the penalty phase, and Ross received a new trial. During the second penalty phase hearing, the jury found no mitigating factors, and a death sentence was imposed on each count. The Supreme Court of Connecticut affirmed his death sentences on June 1, 2004. On January 25, 2005, the Supreme Court of Connecticut dismissed the public defenders and the next friends' petitions for writs of habeas corpus 
on behalf of Michael Ross. Michael Ross was scheduled for execution in January of 2005 and stated emphatically that he would rather be executed than continue to try and get his death sentence set aside. The Office of the Chief Public Defender for the State of Connecticut filed a petition act as Ross's next friend and filed a state of execution. The petition was granted and were able to act as Ross's next friend and filed a petition for habeas corpus. A state of execution was granted because the petition for habeas corpus was now pending before the court. On January 25, 2005, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit denied the motion to vacate the state of execution. On January 27, 2005, the Supreme Court of the United States denied the state's application to vacate Ross's state of execution. So where is Michael Ross today? On October 6, 2004, the Superior Court set an execution date of January 26, 2005. On January 4, 2005, the Missionary Society of Connecticut filed a petition for a commutation hearing regarding Ross's death sentences. The Supreme Court dismissed the Missionary Society of Connecticut's petition, and the Supreme Court of Connecticut affirmed the petition's dismissal on January 24, 2005. A stay of execution was granted because a petition for habeas corpus was pending. Ross's father filed a motion for a temporary restraining order on his execution, and it was granted by the District Court of Connecticut on January 26, 2005. Ross's execution was then scheduled for January 29, 2005 at 2.01 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Second Circuit Court of Appeals vacated the restraining order on January 28, 2005 and allowed Ross to file for further review until January 30, 2005. On May 13, 2005, Michael Ross was executed at the age of 45. He did not request a last meal, but instead had the regular prison meal of the day. Turkey a la king with rice, mixed vegetables, white bread, fruit, and a beverage. When asked if he had any last words, Ross said, no thank you, with his eyes closed. Michael Ross was pronounced dead at 2.25 a.m. After his execution, Dr. Stewart, a psychiatrist who had argued that Ross was not competent to waive appeal, received a letter from him dated May 10, 2005, which read, Check and mate, you never had a chance. Ross's execution was the first in Connecticut and in all of New England since 1960 and only administered by lethal injection in Connecticut. Connecticut abolished the death penalty on April 25, 2012. Thank you for listening to another episode of They Did What Now? If you have any questions or want to hear about a certain death row inmate, feel free to email us at theydidwhatnowpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.